thundered. He's making Catholicism sound a lot like Satanism. It's funny. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is supposed to, as a reader, I'm supposed to be like, oh my God, there's subtext here. Yeah. What do you think of all this? This is, to me, this is like pretty ballsy, honestly, to be this insulting to another denomination. It's like somebody describing how they're like super into horse racing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really glad that like that's really meaningful to you. But like that doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like this book is actually making Catholicism and Catholic ritual sound like really cool. Yeah, it's like a gateway drug. Yeah, he's saying like Latin mass is the gateway to Satanism because you can't enjoy people chanting around you in a language you don't understand without becoming a Satanist eventually, I guess. I mean, sure, Mike. I feel like there's an idea prevalent in the kind of Christianity we're trying to delineate here that like... You can do the same action, but whether it's good or bad is decided by whether God is part of it. Right. You know, like if you go see a jam band Mm -hmm. or if you're at Catholic mass, then like the sort of ecstasy of like being with people and sort Mm. of being part of a communal experience is like it's bad. Mm -hmm. But if you're having a Protestant Jesus ecstasy and speaking in tongues or whatever, then that's okay. It's all attempts to lose yourself. Right. Like with disco. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, sort of having a worldview where you're like, well, our ecstasy is good. Yeah. And their ecstasy is evil kind of suggests an awareness on some level of the fact that like you're just selling a ticket to ultimately the same place as what the other places sell tickets to. And maybe that's causing some insecurity. Right. Which is a, a, a sinister way of saying that, you know, Maybe God is all around us and like relig- and like holy feelings and religious ecstasy like want to happen inside of us mm. and you can't copyright that. Or maybe drugs are all around us and we should all be doing them at all times. <laughs> so he's going to Catholic church. He is experimenting. He's dabbling in ritual. Mm. It's very worrying. And then another downfall occurs. During my first two years in high school, I remained religiously oriented, but I never did get properly grounded in the source of it all. And so when I finally fell, I fell hard. Around that time, I started to date girls quite a bit. Oh no, not in our Pride Month episode. My parents were not against dating, although they did restrict me on school nights. They allowed me to go out on Thursday nights, however, to go to a gym. But most nights, this one girl and I would cut out right away and go somewhere and mess around. There were many hideaways in the mountainous area in which we lived, and this girl seemed to know them all. And they're not all she knew. (laughs) She knew things that made me so excited, it was like being drunk. (laughs) We tried that, too. It got so I couldn't think about anything else. And soon all that was left of my religion was Monday nights at confraternity class. Yeah, boners are nice. (laughs) Women are fun. Drinking is cool. (laughs) It's also so funny to me how he's like, this girl, she knew things. (laughs) And it's like, you were both 14. She probably knew hand jobs. Like, that's what she knew. You were working on your night moves, trying to make some front page drive-in news. (laughs) Chapter two. California isn't a state. It's an experience. The incredible scenic beauty lures people to move there from all over the country. But once they're there, sheer beauty isn't enough. And to keep from seeing the inner emptiness, most Californians keep moving. 
A network of freeways has sprung up, enabling them to drink in the beauty at 65 miles per hour. Crash, best picture, 2007. Also, yes. they have freeways in other states at this yes. point. Like, it's not just a California <laughs> thing. It's like when people from Minnesota are like, people here say yes when they mean no. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they do that everywhere. That's a thing that people do in English. And in other parts <laughs> of the country, people even all stand there staring at the last piece of pizza together, too. You know, in Washington, D.C., when you meet somebody, they ask you, what do you do for a living? <laughs> Everyone's so high-powered here. (laughs) Like, there's some try-hard writing in this that I enjoy. You love try-hard writing. I do. I'm a try-hard writer, Mike. I I respect it when I see it in the wild. (laughs) So there's this whole kind of overture happening where they're talking about Southern California. It was first settled by the missions, and now it's being settled by industry and by drugs. Mules, dope pushers, know the inland route to San Diego, as well as the coastal highway, which they call the King's Highway, because south of San Diego is Mexico, and south of the border is the marketplace where marijuana, peyote, and heroin can be purchased. They call it the King's Highway because of a thing that has nothing to do with kings. (laughs) (laughs) They call it the King's Highway because it goes to Mexico. You know, you just got to keep moving. It's a long book. Got to get to the Satan parts. No time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's very interesting that like this book is like I had access to drugs because it was near Mexico and it's like I feel like you could deal drugs anywhere in America in the 1950s. I feel like yeah. drugs were at large. It's like saying that Coca-Cola is more available if you're closer to Atlanta. <laughs> is it? By the time I graduated from the rim of the world high school, I had a genuine full-scale drinking problem. I love how he's like, it's a genuine drinking problem. It's like, Mike, like no one but you is accusing me of faking. <laughs> and I had discovered a whole new world, a world of freedom, 